Hey guys, welcome to the Challenge Podcast. I'm Coach Steve. And I'm Coach Nick. And we're going to be talking about everything fitness, health, and the challenge. Let's get on with the show. What's up guys, Coach Steve here, and welcome back to another episode of the Challenge Weekly Show. Today we're joined with our co-host, Coach Nick. Nick, how are we doing today? I'm really good, thanks Coach Steve. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, but Nick's not about me. Nick, it's about you. Before we start the podcast, tell me, how was your competition on the weekend? Oh my gosh. Well, I had not been around that many people for a long time. Um, although I, when I, I did go to the Billie Eilish concert as well. So it was similar, similar vibes. Um, apparently it was one of the biggest natural bodybuilding shows that has happened for a long time, which is great. It's great for us to know that bodybuilding is still alive. Natural, In terms of, uh, look, I had a ball. Um, I didn't win or anything like that. I didn't come last either. So that's also good. Um, I am going to do it again. Uh, I got to enjoy my experience. It was insane. I'm definitely not as 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 muscular as I think I am. <laughs> there are some people that are like some women that are insane. And I just don't believe that I'll ever probably be able to be that insane. But that said, Coach Steve, I'm probably the happiest that I've ever been with my physique um, That like in terms of all of this. So build, building that muscle was really worth it. Um, I did get a little a little trophy, but I left it upstairs. Oh, I'll bring it into work tomorrow and um, we'll take a photo of it. So, um, yeah. So that's nice. And um, yeah, it was it was a really good day. And what else? Any questions? How you, you so you're saying it's really big event? Like how big mm. are we talking? Like oh like... seriously, like 800 competitors. Yeah, wow. Yeah, okay, not in my division, but yeah, um, okay. Yeah. And I tried a new division, um, which is called wellness, because you're meant to have like a muscular lower body and less muscular upper body. But the thing is, I actually now think perhaps I have a bit more symmetry than what I thought. And also I certainly don't have a huge, I don't have huge thumping quads. Mm -hmm. Not like you, you could do wellness. <laughs> I reckon I could rock a bikini in wellness. But I'm just telling you right about now that like it's a, it's a it's an awesome division. It it sort of it hails from Brazil, so you can imagine what you're meant to look like. Um, yeah. And I'm probably yeah, just not quite. I probably won't ever quite be there because um, I think I've kind of reached my potential with my growth, maybe. But but you know, never say never. I'll go back to the drawing board, and um, I just like the idea of it. So I'll, I'll be in there. But I didn't come last. So um, I, I didn't at all. So like, that was good. I expected to, when I saw the people, I was like, goodness. And yeah, there's definitely some refinements that can be made, but look, it was, it, it, it's all a bit of fun. Mm -hmm. um, just like any kind of competition and you have to go in it, um, into it, you know, not taking it all too seriously. Well, I do anyway, because, um, you know, I've, I've got other responsibilities as well and other things, but it, look, it was fun, but it, um, I'm actually quite happy and excited to, uh, when I can actually eat more and lift more again, which isn't quite yet. Yeah, no, look, uh, big congratulations on Thank making you. it to the event, uh, having watched how much effort you put into prepare mm -hmm. for the competition. Um, you know, it's well-deserved and, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed the experience. I yes. do think 
it's it's definitely humbling when you are surrounded by other uh, competitors in a similar category, um, yeah. and it can definitely highlight your weaknesses, mm. right? In the nicest way, highlight your weaknesses. And an example is um, I have a, uh, a a patient or client of mine that I treat in my osteo clinic, and he competed last weekend at the um, IFBB. He's a big yeah. boy, big big boy, um, and. You know, one of the first conversations we had was about his, um, you know, uh, in, in enhancements, I would say, right? Um, so, you know, he's definitely, um, you know, someone who is an enhanced athlete, you know, he's, he's on a lot, lots of different stacks, he's a big, big fellow. Anyway, up on stage, looking at some of his photos, he looks like small and I don't have big ears, right? And, you know, on stage, you know, he's next to people who are his size and they all kind of look almost like similar and they're like, oh yeah, that, that guy's not that big. They all look about the same. But then me standing next to him, like you know, he towers over me. He's like, oh, that, that's a big boy, right? So um, the, the point I'm making is that sometimes when you are in a competition with like-minded individuals, very similar to this stage of the challenge, Nick, where we are in our voting stage, we're seeing some amazing transformations come through on social medias and through our app. It can be both um, a, a humbling experience and an exciting experience to be put next to other individuals who are similar to you and going, wow, you know, I, I, I thought I was doing so well in my garage by myself, but then now I'm next to someone else who's similar to me. Look at these photos. Um, you know, my transformation might not be as, you know, super dramatic. So all these other transformations are dramatic and it can highlight where we can improve um, and give us that motivation. So for some of us with that type of personality, when we see, uh, you know, th those types of situations, we go, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work harder because I can see what the caliber is like. I can see what other people are doing and I want to do better. So I hope that you're in a similar position, Nick. Um, yeah. And, you know, you said that there's a, there's another comp in a couple of weeks. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Another, I've got another two comps. Um, so that'll be good. Um, yeah. I, I'm really happy with the conditioning that I have brought so that that makes me happy like over anything else i i don't i don't even mind about anything else because like to be able to bring good conditioning for me and um still appear muscular is enough but yeah so there's another couple to go and um that will be fun and then it's time to just chill out time to just chill out no so good i'd like to chill out um yeah because it's uh, it's an unchilled sport yeah, it's definitely all encompassing, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But that's like we love that, don't we? And um, you know, I, I actually was saying to Shane about how it's really good material for me as a coach as well to put myself through this sort of stuff, um, because it means you know, like you do it too with your powerlifting and and just you know being a dad and training and stuff. You just you realize, you know what challenges we'll be going through and, and um, you know, you just, it just, you stretch yourself in the same way that um, our challenges stretch themselves, you know, like for us, it might be a different sort of stretch, but it might be like, Oh, I'm going to feel uncomfortable doing this, but I'm going to do it. So then we can take it back to the people. To the say, people. Yeah. We can take it back to our people and say, look, I've just done this and um, you know, this made me feel like this and it was uncomfortable and I didn't want to do that, but I did it. And, 
and that was scary, but I got through that bit. So I think like to evolve as a person, you've always got to test yourself. And if it means that you go on a bodybuilding stage and test yourself, if that's where you're at, then then do that. You know, it's not exclusive to anyone. There were all shapes and sizes there. People were asking, you know, is there cellulite? There was cellulite. That's what the fake tans for. Um, you know, there were there was an array of all sorts of amazing bodies and, and um, amazing reasons as to why they were doing it. So um, nobody's better than anybody else in this field. Everybody's just trying their best. Mm. <laughs> no, so good. Well, mm. countdown's on for the next one for you. And then the countdown's on again for Iron Man, which isn't too far away, right, Nick? That'll, that is sounding like a real treat right now. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> like, cause you can actually, you don't have to wait for hair and makeup. Um, you can, you know, you can get dirty, you can go in the beach, you can, you know, that kind of thing. You're just running. It's you versus you. Um, it's a completely different feeling. And I think it'll be extremely refreshing. No, it's so good. Nick, look, the, uh, this week in the challenge, this week in the challenge is exciting. It's always exciting, Nick, because we have just concluded the July challenge challenge officially ended just a, a couple of days ago depending on when you're listening to this podcast and we are at that stage where challengers are posting their results posting their transformations and every time every challenge i've done when we get to this stage of the the challenge is always inspiring for me because i see the work the effort that people have put in over the past 12 weeks and soon to be over the the, the next six weeks the effort that you put in and the transformations that you're able to achieve so firstly i just want to say a big congratulations to everyone who uh, posted their photos online so for us to see you know there's many of us who are just doing our own thing maybe uh doing the challenge privately where we are just keep keeping to ourselves or um you know maybe got to week eight or nine and said oh i don't really want to be part of the competition and didn't upload your final photos no dramas it's fine but it's amazing to see these great great transformations coming through now you have up until uh tuesday when this podcast is released to upload your final photo and public voting is actually open right now okay and up until uh this sunday so sunday the 9th sunday the 9th you'll have a chance to vote in the public voting now the way it works is you'll get five votes for male five votes for female once you've um, selected all your votes or 10 votes, then you're able to submit the votes. And um, then what will happen is we can tally all, all the votes and we provide a, a winner. The People's Choice Award goes to the person with the most votes that are outside of the top 10. So we just like to share our votes around. Often we have the person with the most votes um, is also very close to uh, being in the top 10 or winning the challenge. Um, so, you know, just to share some of the, the prizes around, we give our people's choice vote to the person with the most votes outside of the top 10. Now, we'll find out who is our people's uh, champion and who is in our top 10 and, and who is in our top three and who are the winners of the very first M Challenge on the awards night. The awards night, which will be on Friday, the 14th of October, and that's going to be live streamed to our Facebook social hub. So, you have haven't already join our Facebook social hub and you can watch the live stream and you can find out uh, who is the winner at the same time as everybody else on Friday the 14th of October and it's kicking off at 7 30 Melbourne time now Melbourne just went through like a daylight saving spring forward mm -hmm. we, we moved time uh, ahead so we might be ahead of you <laughs> um, so uh, just double check what time that is Melbourne time if you would you wanted to watch that live kicking off at 7 30 p.m Melbourne time mm -hmm. Nick, once the, once the award night is concluded on the Friday the 14th, 
we have the weekend and then prep week starts for the next challenge. Ooh, so not much of a break. We are going from awards night the 14th of October, prep week starting on the uh, 17th of October for the October challenge. Now that October challenge kicks off officially on the 24th of October, prep week giving you time to access your training plan, your nutrition plan, play around with the app, all that good stuff, okay? 24th of October, M6 begins, six week challenge, which will be wrapping up um, just before Christmas time, which is awesome. Mm, now, perfect. Nick, we are excited to announce that we have two new training programs that will be added to our growing list of training programs. We currently have 10 different training programs and we're adding two new training programs. So we're gonna have 12 different training programs to choose from, okay? Now, Sweet. the names of these programs, we have first the Dad Bod Destroyer and second, the Busy Mum Program. Dad Bod mm. Destroyer, Busy Mum Program. Nick, in a super, super summary here, the dad bod destroyer, not only made for dads out there, it can be made for mums, new parents, people out there, okay, dad bod yeah. destroyer, the design is that it's a 30 minute workout four times a week uh, using like a home gym setup. So you would need some uh, a barbell, some dumbbells, maybe a squat rack, a, a chin up bar, those types of good things, okay. This program was actually inspired um, through my own lifestyle at the moment, where uh, my current training, where I'm training for maybe an hour or maybe a little bit more uh, than an hour, it's just becoming a little bit tough with, with baby life. It's going to be even tougher when my second son arrives in November. So for me, um, I was writing a program where I could make it as short as possible, about 30 minutes in duration, four times a week using my home gym. Lo and behold, dad bod destroyer. So uh, if you are a busy parent out there, you might have a home gym, but struggling to make time to train, this program is for you. Mm-hmm. Now, in contrast, we have the Busy Mum program, which again, not linked just to females only or mums. It could be the Busy Dad program or the Busy Parent or Busy Person, Busy Human program. And this program requires just a set of dumbbells. You could do it at home. Uh, dumbbells, maybe a few bodyweight exercises in there as well. And they're, again, 30-minute workouts. So if you are maybe a, a busy parent and you could only find time when your kids are having a nap or something like that, this is the program for you, 30 minutes um, from start to finish. And all you need is a set of dumbbells. So two new training programs, both express style programs, 30 minutes in duration requiring minimal equipment. So Nick, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of options when it comes to training in the M Challenge. Yeah, I love those two new programs. I think um, had I have had those available to me when I was when I was younger and had my kids small I would have loved it so um I'm hoping people really get a lot out of those yeah yeah I think it's not just limited to like you know kids infants toddlers that type of idea you know if you just have kids and you're struggling to find time you know you've got you're you're a busy parent you work nine to five you come home you got your dinner ready you got to take kids to basketball practice pick them up from school all the things that you do as a parent uh, and you're really struggling to make that time, maybe that half an hour is what you do at you know nine o'clock before you go to bed because you're wrapping up from a, a busy day. You go the half an hour, instead of driving to the gym and training, okay, you've got the lounge room, the kids are off watching a, you know, a movie or in their, uh, wherever they are, <laughs> whatever kids do these days, um, you know, that might be the time that you go and train. So uh, yeah, look, we, we design these programs so that it, is as easy as they as it can be to train to find time to exercise and train in your day yes exciting nick let's move on to our next segment here we have our 
community highlight where we would like to highlight some members of our community. But first, I just want to say, you know, again, a big congratulations to everybody who is um, posting their transformations um, onto our uh, places like social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, onto our M Challenge app. And not only those individuals posting, but then those individuals that are also providing uh, positive words of encouragement to those individuals who are putting themselves out there. Uh, you know, we have a, a very large online community, you know, almost 10,000 members. Um, and there might be a couple of hundred people who are uploading their transformation photos. Um, there's probably another couple of hundred people who are commenting and liking those things. And there's probably a couple of thousand of people who are, you know, watching those transformations. So, you know, big thank you to everyone who is posting their transformations and also another big thank you to everyone who is um, being supportive and encouraging of those transformations. Thank you so much, everybody. Amazing. Now, Nick, take us away. Who would you like to highlight this week? All right. So we're starting with Anita Kelly. So this is, she's done a throwback Thursday and she has a photo. She says, my photo is from a time where I overtrained and under ate. I connected my self-worth to how skinny I looked, but never got the definition I was chasing because I wasn't eating. So now I know calories are necessary. I'm not scared of carbs anymore. It's been a long learning journey that I'm still traveling, but thankful it, that it finally got through to me. So that's, that's amazing. That's, I mean, that's game changing, isn't it? Yeah. It's a big revelation. Congratulations, Anita. Yeah. To absolutely, um, you know, accept and embrace a whole family of um, a macronutrient, you know, it's pretty, pretty exciting because there's going to be a whole bunch more stuff that she can eat and do. So um, well done, Anita. Love it. Love it. And I hope everybody's listening to that because there's heaps of people out there that are still yet to make that kind of leap. So, you know, hit Anita up. Well, not, not, not in her messages or anything, but on her post and um, find out a bit more. Um, okay. So next one we've got is we've got another Anita, Anita Bertolini. So she says, I saw a friend yesterday that I haven't seen since I started the challenge she didn't know I was doing it. And she said, oh, my frigging God, this that's quote unquote, you look so amazing. Now, anyone that knows me knows that I don't deal well with compliments and especially loud ones like that. I tend to shy away or move on to something else. But Coach Nick, after listening to the podcast on Tuesday, I took a deep breath and said, thank you so much. I've been working really hard. Her response was beautiful and she'll be doing the challenge in January. 12 weeks seems like a long time, but the changes came so quickly. I'm happy that that happened. So that's good. Well done. Yeah, no, so good. And I know Anita will be listening to this. Uh, look, a big congratulations on the effort you've put in. You know, your transformations are, or your photos are, you know, amazing. So you should be proud of the effort that you've put in. And, uh, you know, keep it up, keep going. You know, making fitness uh, a priority on your life and, you know, being the genesis of the next fitness journey for another person like you have with your your friend is is inspiring as well so you know keep it up Anita yeah and the more you accept compliments I think uh, and just I think sometimes it's important to understand that it's kind of insulting to the person that gives you the compliment if you just go no it isn't because it's like you're dismissing them and disagreeing with them so um you can kind of think of it like that as well, especially if you're a people pleaser, you'll be able to go, oh, hang on a minute. I don't want to upset anyone. So I'll say thank you for this compliment and move on. Okay. The next one is Holly Evelyn. 
this challenge has had its ups and downs, but honestly, so stoked to say that I have made some small changes that I will continue to implement every day. Who would have thought I would now enjoy running four times a week and hitting a daily average of 15,000 steps? One huge victory is not letting this travel and inconsistent lifestyle get the better of my nutrition and what I put into my body. Who else has made some awesome changes, even if they're not just physical? That's a good one. Yeah, no, that's awesome, Holly. I, I love that, especially highlighting the, the, the idea of making the change and then the physical side of it comes after, right? You make that behavioral change, the lifestyle change, the environmental change, and then the physical results come after. So I think highlighting the, the changes first is really powerful. So thanks, Holly. Yeah, definitely. And also finding your own groove with fitness. You know, if you love running, that's excellent. That's good that you've found that. And um, yeah, each person's different in, in what they love. So never, ever follow the crowd. Just do what you want to do. No, so good. Nick, I want to highlight a few people this week. So the first one goes to Maddie Waller. Maddie Waller. Matt, Maddie writes, officially 16 kilos lighter thanks to the first M challenge. Wow, 16 kilos. Yeah. I was only seven weeks postpartum after baby number three when I started this journey, and I'm now only 10 kilos away from my goal weight. I've learned a lot this last 12 weeks and have adapted a new mantra progress not perfection thanks for all the support and encouragement over the past 12 weeks it's been amazing oh gosh i love that mantra progress 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 or progress progress or progress oh either or either or either 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 or yeah okay progress progress not perfection progress not per anyway it's all about progress and you know even thinking about that you know it doesn't need to be perfect doesn't need to have perfection how you say progress progress it doesn't matter uh you know it's all about making the 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 steps you know making being part of that journey making the the progress and i think we all kind of get shackled we all get kind of pigeonholed when we're trying to be perfect with everything right if i was perfect with my approach to training and my approach to nutrition and my lifestyle if i didn't do anything until it was perfect, I would do nothing, right? Uh, and I think that's like with everything, you know, imagine everything we do individually throughout the day, you know, our, our work, our hobbies, um, our, our lifestyles, heck, what you ate for breakfast, what you're gonna eat for lunch, what you ate for dinner, like how you got up this morning. Like, you know, we are never perfect. We never have perfection, but we make progress towards improvements. And I think Maddie's really highlighted that along with 16 kilos um, and baby number three, three little ones running around, seven weeks postpartum, lots of things going on. Congratulations, Maddie, that's huge. Yeah, I love it, I love it. And also, yeah, the thing is, if we're always chasing this idea of perfection, we'll never do anything because it's there's never a perfect time to start. It's never gonna be perfect while you're doing it. What is perfect anyway? So I love it, perfect. Well, perfect. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. Nick, next one here I want to highlight is a Beck Bates. Beck Bates and Beck writes, I can't believe 12 weeks is done. It went so fast and slow at the same time. I lost 4.2 kilos and I'm feeling great. Thank you, M Challenge, for supplying literally everything I needed to succeed. I just added some discipline and here we are. I love this Beck. You know, it's it's uh of course a little bit of a, a compliment towards towards us where you know we hope that you engage in some of the content on in the app and maybe listen to this podcast um and you know continue to develop yourself and you know the only 
part you need to add in is, like you said, a, a, a bit of discipline. Um, so Beck, big congratulations to you losing 4.2 kilos. Um, and I think you're right where the challenge does feel fast, but then also at times it can be slow. So uh, it is an interesting juxtaposition between the, the feeling fast, feeling slow at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think, um, I think it's just so important to understand that, that we are here to provide you with um, as many tools as we can. And then it's up to you to use those tools in whatever way you works for you. You know, we can, you know, we can teach you to, to fish and then you've got to go off and fish. And that's what, that's what's happened here. So good on you. No, so good. Legend. Nick, last one here is Katie Louise and Katie writes, certainly not my best challenge, but super happy to see some changes. Looking forward to the six week, six, six week one to try and drop some body fat and grow those muscles. Congratulations to everyone who completed the challenge. It's called a challenge for a reason. Mm. I like this. And I think it was just that last sentence where it's called a challenge for a reason. And yeah, you know, the, the, the challenge can mean lots of things. And each one of us will face our own unique challenges within the challenge, right? For some of us, the challenge is, you know, getting up in the morning to go to the gym. For others, the challenge might be to try to eat more vegetables or, or, or drink some more water or try to get more steps in. Or for others, the challenge might be, you know, how do I improve my squat technique so that I can squat an extra, you know, 5% over the next 12 weeks. Each one of us will have our own unique challenges. And I think that's what's beautiful about it. So, you know, there's no right or wrong. And at times there are some individuals who would uh, um, reject the challenge, you know, oh, the nutrition plan's too hard or the training program's too hard. And again, I think it's in the name, you know, it's meant to be a challenge, it's meant to be difficult, it's meant to be, you know, a, a change in the system. And sometimes change is challenging. So like Katie says, a big congratulations to everyone who's completed the challenge. Um, and you know, it's amazing. Katie is really being honest here saying like, it's not my best challenge for whatever reason, but she's happy to see those changes, which is awesome. That's right. And it, look, if you stay in your comfort zone, even say with the nutrition and you're like, my, my foods aren't on here. It's like, what drew you to the challenge in the first place? Did you want to change? Because if you, if you're using the same things as you always do, and you want them to be provided for you you'll probably get the same results as you always do. That's the harsh but true fact. Fact. <laughs> That's so good. Nick, let's move on to our next segment here. We have the Coach's Corner where we offer our tip for the week. So, Nick, take us away. What advice do you have for us? Well, I think it's a timely one because um, we're at the end of the challenge. So people might be a bit scared to lose their their gains or their their losses um, by just resting, especially when you first start out in fitness. Just say you're a, a brand new person to the gym or to training, and you think that if you take one single rest day, it's all going to be over for you. Now, there's two things for, with this. One is I can relate in terms of sometimes if you take a little bit of time off, you feel like you might have lost your momentum. So that's a very different thing to what your body and mind might actually need. So to maintain the momentum, I would suggest still do something. So don't completely give up everything. But I would like to say that it's very, very important to have rest days and even, you know, a, a couple of days. You don't have to constantly go, go, go. And then you'll find that your physique actually 
settles and you can actually see a little bit more, especially like if you're quite lean, um, you see a little bit more definition. And that's why we sort of said, take your photos over stages um, because you your body relaxes a little bit and that is actually really good. It's good for you. Um, it helps with uh, you know, aches and pains. So if you ever find that you're a little bit achy or painy, it's actually good to have a few days off. Um, you can uh, like technically remove like excess um, lactate from, from your muscles. So stuff like that where like if, if you don't ever give yourself a break, how, how are your muscles supposed to even change? you know um yeah so they repair and rebuild muscle um i mean this is all just the actual physical stuff um yeah replenish your muscle glycogen and also the thing is what's really important is it allows your mind to rest even that act of going to the gym you know if if you're like me i i train at a gym that's a little bit further away than i probably would like it's about sometimes a 30 minute drive if i go there um maybe even longer if it's in a weird time of day so um just to not have to worry about the stress of that as well it's really good to just take some time off take a deep breath um go for a walk have a bath read a book do something different just for a couple of days and the gym will still be there. I know that we say this a lot and we said it even, you know, when we didn't have access to gyms and stuff like that. But I just want to let you guys know that it's okay to rest. You don't have to straight away even go into, you know, what do I have to do now? You can take a rest. So that's um, from training, from the diet as well. I wouldn't probably, uh, you know, go ham, but you can certainly take a couple of days and, um, you know, find your maintenance and chill out there, you know, a couple of weeks, that kind of thing until the next challenge, because your body will thank you for it. So as I'm, I'm sort of cycling in between peak weeks and other things that I'm doing, and um, I'm finding that that on my higher days um, of food, I find that then I actually drop a little bit of weight the next day, just because um, my body is, I, I think you said it's super, is it super compensating? Mm -hmm. or something yeah but I just reckon it's because I'm a bit more chilled <laughs> <laughs> so like I know that there's there's a thing but you can explain that properly because you know I just think all I do is go through it and go well wow that's cool because it's not as if I'm in a surplus I'm just sort of going back to my maintenance and um allowing my body to not feel so stressed of being in a constant diet mode as well so don't forget that obviously we have to diet we have to continue dieting if we want to lose body fat no doubt about it this is not saying stop this is just saying have a break allow your body to reset and you'll find that you actually end up better not worse mm. you know i like that a lot and you're right i think there is a lot of fear when we start losing weight mm. that once we stop whatever we're doing we're going to revert back um, and you know, it's a fair enough fear because it, it, it can happen. You know, if you stop what you're doing right now for long enough, you will start to revert back to your previous habits because, you know, we're human. Mm. Um, and those previous habits bring along the, uh, you know, lifestyle and then physique changes that come with those habits. So, you know, if you stop going to the gym for one day, that one day can turn into one week, can turn into one month. And then, you know, six months later, you're like, oh, where did that go? And, you know, you, you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, geez, like that, that, I see some changes. Um, so I can see that there's a bit of fear, but there's always benefits from resting because, you know, you take any 
physique that you see out there, you know, let them be a, a, a bodybuilder, a model, um, an athlete, whoever they are, like they are giving their body time to rest and recover both physically and then, and then mentally as well, because it is stressful to go through this training and dieting thing that we're doing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think you've got to allow yourself that no matter where you are, you know, give yourself a break for a second. And, um, you know, I'm going to put my nice coach's hat on and go, okay, give yourself a little bit of a break, your mind and your body before you continue on. Unless you're feeling absolutely awesome and you don't feel like you need one. Look, this is where you need to auto-regulate. You need to, you know, listen to yourself and decide. But like if your signs of it is sort of like if you're being grumpy with people, if you're like, oh, gosh, it's time for the gym again, I don't care about what numbers I'm getting, that sort of thing. Like say today I'm not going to train because I'm supposed to squat, but I'm not going to because – I'm just not, I don't want to have a barbell on my back at the moment. I feel a little bit weak and I prefer to eat some food and have a bit of a rest and do it tomorrow morning or something like that rather than um, today. And I, I love squatting. So I just have to listen to myself sometimes because otherwise I'd, I'd tweak something. I know it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, no good advice. Good advice, Nick. Thank you. Nick, I'd like to speak a little bit about expectations expectations are mm-hmm. uh, and you know you're kind of describing about the tail end of the july challenge and i want to kind of give a little bit of advice for anybody out there who is getting ready for the october challenge okay oh, and nice. to consider expectations specifically for humans <laughs> okay so we're all humans here we all live our own lives um, and for many of us we have lots of things going on we have lots of inputs into our life um, and we are often self-described as busy, right? We, most of us working full time, most of us with family and social commitments, um, and most of us with other things that are demanding our attention. Okay. Not only, uh, living things like kids and pets, but then, you know, digital things, you know, the digital world is constantly demanding our attention. You know, let's say, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, you know, even, uh, online platforms, like let's say Netflix or Disney plus, you know, it's, oh yeah, I've got to watch this show. Everything's wanting our attention. Right. So a lot of the times we are, you know, bombarded with lots of stimulus and that has an element of fatigue that comes with that. Okay. So it's, a great time now to consider our expectations of us being humans and what we expect of ourselves over the next, you know, six to 12 weeks or within our fitness journey. Okay. Now in the challenge on the M challenge app, you can scale your nutrition. Okay. So you can scale your nutrition about how uh, strong you want to be with your diet in terms of weight gain or weight loss. That means that if you want to go through like a rapid weight loss, you can, or if you want to go through like a steady weight loss, you can. Now, more often than not, many of us go straight to rapid. We want to go to the most extreme version because we have this expectation that, oh, I want to lose as much weight as possible. Maybe because it's a competition. I get that. I, I, I respect that. But at the same time, we go, okay, that comes with its own consequences that we need to be aware of right so if you are going to go down this extreme pathway and you have the expectation that oh i'm going to go in the the most significant energy deficit where i i normally require you know 2000 units of energy 2000 calories but i'm going to have 1500 you know 1500 calories or units of energy i'm going to make this really big deficit so that i i lose a lot of weight 
really quickly because, you know, what, whatever reason I'm, I'm currently overweight. I'm not happy with that. I want to lose, you know, 20 kilos. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Right. But what happens is when we are in this energy restriction, we get tired. When we get tired, um, you know, factor in all the other life things that goes on, we then, you know, start to become a little bit, quote, you know, lazy. We're more likely to sit on the couch. Well, I don't want to train. I'm, I'm just tired. I just want to sleep in. I don't want to do the things that I used to enjoy, like, you know, reading books or playing with my kids and those types of things. Then it can start to interfere with your work. You know, you're just tired, you're sleepy, you're lethargic, and it has this ripple effect. And what ends up happening is you may have a binge eating episode where you want to eat a whole tub of ice cream or have, you know, three serves at dinner, or you say, ah, oh, screw this diet thing. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And then you're back at square one. So, we start there and we go, well, what are my expectations? Would I be better if I just chose to do like a, you know, a very slight energy deficit, make it really easy for myself, see some progress, not perfection, right? Progress, not for per perfection. Uh, just like Maddie tells us in our community highlights where we uh, start to see some weight loss and we steady ourselves there, right? Following on with nutrition, we can talk about, uh, you know, strict diets where often individuals would start a diet and they go, oh, that's it. I'm going to cut out all the junk food. I'm going to cut out all these foods that I deem as unhealthy or bad for me or whatever it is. And some of them, of course, are foods that you could categorize as not as healthy as others. <laughs> but uh, often there's, you know, no good or bad foods in dieting when it comes to weight loss. So when we remove all these foods, we remove all the, the, the joy that comes from our lives. And a common one is where people choose for whatever reason, to cut out carbohydrates, uh, you know, thinking that they got that that's the reason why they're overweight, which is just a load of nonsense. So they'll cut out these foods, which are often the tasty foods, the foods that we really love to uh, enjoy in, in human life. Um, and then we end up just being sad and miserable and hating ourselves because we just can't eat a, you know, a sandwich, right? How easy is a sandwich for lunchtime? Just have a, have, have a sandwich. But if we just completely remove all those foods, you know, we remove, you know, what little joy we have in our lives when we are, when we really have all these inputs and stresses ready on us, right? And the final thing to consider is, let's say, training and your commitment to training as a whole. And training is multifactorial. One, of course, being in the gym. How are you going to actually get to the gym? What is your training commitment? Do you want to go and train every single day like some people choose to? But, you know, going to the gym every single day has a time commitment. You know, you're there for half an hour to an hour. You've got to travel there. You've got to travel home, all those things. That on top of all the other things, like can you be consistent to that? for potentially the rest of your life on the fitness journey versus, okay, what if you say, I'm going to train twice a week for 30 minutes, that's my starting point. I'm gonna build myself up from there, having realistic expectations. Then the other side of training is just our physical activity, like our step count. So for some of us, we, we uh, work in sedentary jobs where we struggle to get, you know, four or 5,000 steps a day in total. So if you are really uh, stressed, and you've got lots of going on and you're a self-proclaimed busy person, how are you going to find time to do all those things, going and getting your steps up, going to the gym, and then how are you going to manage that in with your approach to a diet and then, you know, restricting foods and all these things. So just a time to think about it. And the best time to think about it is now for the future of your fitness journey, let that be with the challenge, not with the challenge, whatever you choose to do. And considering what is actually realistic to your own environment. Okay. And, you know, just thinking about a reflection on myself as my life changes from, you know, a few years ago when it was just 
just coach Steve doing his thing, training and uh, uh, happy days. I can wake up whenever I want, no dramas. That was a time when um, I probably had my best physique. I was as strong as I could ever be. Um, and, you know, things were just easy. Now it's becoming more challenging. You know, now that I am more of an adult and I've got kids and responsibilities and work commitments and all these things, now it's more challenging to get to the gym and train. Now it's more challenging to follow a, you know, a strict diet and all these things. So I need to scale my expectations accordingly so that I still actually do the damn thing that not that I don't throw my arms up in the air being like, oh, it's just, it's just too difficult right now. I'm not going to train. I'm not going to follow my diet. And that's when we face problems. So scale your expectations accordingly. Think about them being realistic, especially if you have lots of things already on your plate. Yeah, absolutely. And um, realistic is what we need to be. Uh, and it's it's all about, like, I think the theme of this whole thing is, is you, it, you don't have to be perfect. And expectations around everything, everything in life are really what let us down. So, you know, it can be expectations around friendships, expectations around what an app can actually do for you, all sorts of stuff. Um, if you lower, like not lower, but if you um, remove expectations and just go with what there is and use what you've got, I think that you'll find that um, you'll be quite successful because your expectation of success will also change. No, so good. So deep. So deep. Deep. Nick. <laughs> Mm. So we move on to our final segment here. We have our question and answer where we answer questions from the community. Nick, mm. the first question here comes from Geoff. Geoff and Geoff writes, or Jeff Geoff. He writes, Geoff, uh, Geoff. Uh, Jeff with a G, he writes, mm -hmm. are the recipes broken down into protein, energy, fruit and veg, or do we have to guess? So Nick, sounds like um, Geoff wants to maybe uh, transfer some recipes over into his meal plan or something similar. Um, yeah. What advice would you give to Jeff? Well, they are broken down into your different macronutrients and also um, calorie, total calorie and calories per serve as well. So um, it states how many serving sizes um, the recipe makes and then it, it does do a breakdown for you. Um, also, just in case you mean recipes in terms of actual meal plan, we also have that broken down as well. Um, so within our, um, we have a meal summary within our actual um, nutrition plan as well. So you will not have to guess anything. There's nothing to guess other than guessing which recipe you like to eat the best. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I think just to add on to that, uh, you know, probably the easiest way would be to review how many calories are in the meal on your nutrition plan, right? So let's say lunch is 500 calories. All you would need to do is find a recipe, let that be a recipe in the app, a recipe you find online, or a recipe in your nonna's cookbook on the shelf. Um, just find a recipe and you can just calculate how many calories are in that recipe and then just substitute it into your plan. You don't need to swap out every food item and, and scale the recipe with those food groups. Um, you can just simply look at the calories on your, your nutrition plan, look at the calories in the recipe um, and just follow the recipe and because it matches the calories, right? That's probably the easiest yeah. way to do it. I agree. Very good. 
Nick, next question here comes from Mark and Mark writes, Hey guys, I've been unwell for the past week and have been unable to complete workouts and nutrition went out the window. I started at 101.5, so 101 and a half kilos and was down to 90 and a half kilos. So he's, he's lost just over 10 kilos. Um, but since falling ill, I've gained two and a half kilos. Do you think the weight increase could be fluid storage? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the short answer is, yeah, it could be, it could be, um, you know, uh, acute or very rapid changes in body weight. And that acute phase could be, you know, a whole week or two weeks. So acute changes in uh, body weight, uh, primarily due to changes in um, water retention or fluid retention, like you've suggested, Mark, or gut residue. Okay. So, you know, you said that, you know, you've been unable to complete workouts for the past week and your nutrition went out the window, whatever that means to you. So there's a high chance you've been consuming um, more foods than normal. There's a high chance that you've been consuming more carbohydrate than normally. Um, and there's a high chance that you are storing a lot more fluid in terms of uh, things like like muscle glycogen, storing more fluid there. If you are unwell, you probably have an element of inflammation happening in your body. So you're probably storing more fluid there. Maybe you are following, um, you know, medical advice such as, you know, stay hydrated, drink plenty of fluids and you're sipping away, drinking lots, right? Um, and then, you know, it could be um, short-term changes in gut residue, meaning that you might have just eaten a meal. So when you go and weigh yourself, if you factor in all these variables that you've just eaten some food, um, maybe you've got some other food still in your digestive system, maybe you've just drunk in a, a lepsin tea or something like that, um, along with being slightly uh, less active as you were, changing the way that you are digesting foods and processing fluids in your, in your body, there's a high chance that that acute change of two and a half kilos could simply be down to fluid storage. It's highly, highly, highly unlikely that it's two and a half kilos of body fat. So about a kilo of body fat is, you know, around 9,000 calories, depending on who you speak to. Um, and, you know, two and a half kilos would be on the realm of like 20,000 calories worth of body fat. So unless in a whole week you have overconsumed something like 20,000 calories and just in perspective, you know, across seven days, 20,000, you know, close to 21, let's say 3000 calories per day. If you have been consuming in excess of 3000 calories per day, maybe you've gained two and a half kilos in a week. However, many of us consuming 3000 calories per day is just like a maintenance. For many of us, 3000 calories is like a heavy surplus. Okay. So for me, 3000 calories would be around my maintenance. Uh, Nick, I'm going to take a stab and say 3000 calories would be an extreme energy surplus for you, um, which would be difficult to consume that amount of food. So if you Mark have been consuming your maintenance calories and then 3000 calories uh, for an entire week, um, that, that, that sounds uh, a little bit challenging to do. Um, however, I, I, I can't confirm yeah. or deny Especially that. when you're sick, like when as you're well, sick, like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know, like if you'd have the, the time or inclination to go and get all that food and everything. So, yeah, I don't yeah. think. No, yeah. no. So it's not more likely to be food, but, you know, it's just another thing on the table there. Or just another way to think about it is if you see rapid changes in your own scale weight, let's say you wake up, you're two kilos heavier, you can uh, run the math in your head, you know, for argument's sake, it's about, you know, eight, 9,000 calories per kilo of body fat. 
okay, if I gain two kilos overnight, did I consume 20,000 calories in excess yesterday? Probably not. Um, that extra weight is not body fat. It's another reason such as fluid or gut retention. Yeah, definitely. Nick, next question here comes from Adam. Adam writes, hey coaches, just ending this challenge. I've put on a stack of muscle and lost 16 kilos. I'm up to maintenance and would like to continue muscle growth. My question is what training program should I do? I was doing M plus advanced this challenge. Do I stick to this and go back to sessions one and two or choose a different training program? So Nick, it sounds like Adam's got a, a few things going on. He's putting muscle, losing weight, he's on maintenance, but he wants to continue muscle growth. What training program should he do? Well, firstly, I just want to say well done. Um, I would say you've actually lost enough to reveal whatever muscle you have got. And it's probably awesome. And it probably looks amazing. Um, next step would be uh, to build some muscle. So uh, I would suggest just you didn't really ask this, but um, in terms of your nutrition, I'd probably go into a slight surplus because even though we can do things at maintenance if we're if we're brand new to training, it's just not optimal. If you've got the opportunity to go into a surplus, I'd be I'd be feeding those muscles and training hard. So that brings us to the training. So we want to just pick something that you're going to firstly adhere to and enjoy because that means that you're going to be able to progress um, and with the weights and things. So there's no point in picking something where you hate every single exercise, although we do have the facility to swap around. So um, you you want to pick something um, if you if you need to change. You want to pick something that you're going to enjoy and um, maybe something that's that's fairly similar to what you've been doing because it's been working for you. So as a coach, one of, and I'm sure you're the same, Steve, one of the key things is always to, if someone's saying things are working for me, why would you say definitely change it all up? It's like, let's see what, what else you can do with this, especially now if, the, if your variable is going to be that you may be eating a few more calories that's all you need to change. Um, I'd be keeping everything else fairly similar. Um, you know, you you could you could uh, maybe uh, change it up. You know, a slightly different structure, um, different rep ranges, things like that. But other than that, I would really just keep everything the way that is working for you. So I wish that I had a magical answer and it's like, oh, you've reached the unicorn bridge now where we change everything and everything happens even better. But it's like, nah, the secret is to keep it the same. Yeah. No yeah, no, yeah I, I, I agree. Like when you found something that works, you know, keep, keep on going. Yeah. Um, I do think that there is like that element of maybe staleness that can creep up. You know, if you've been doing the same thing for X amount of time, you know, you want a little bit of change. Um, you know, he, Adam mentioned that he's doing the M plus advanced and uh, should he stick to that or not? Um, you know, it would be wise to repeat it because you know what it is. Like there's enough variety within that program that it changes through each phase of the challenge. So you know exactly what you're going to do and it could be a great time to compare. So in that first phase, when you're doing uh, the, the first lot of training programs, you could directly compare your experience the first time to the second time and you can make the comparison of, you know, is it easier this time? Am I improving? Am I heavier in my weights? Am I getting more reps out? Am I feeling more of a pump? All these um, good markers of progress. Um, then if you 
on, in contrast, decided to change the training program. You know, you could follow a similar program like the um, M Physique program, which is a very similar design. Um, but because it is different, you wouldn't be able to compare it. You don't have the benchmark, okay? And then, for example, within like powerlifting, you know, we have our three main lifts, the squat, the bench, the deadlift. Um, if I was doing other exercises, let's say an overhead press, uh, in between my bench press, how do I know that I'm getting better at my bench press if I'm not testing my bench press, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm not doing a similar workout, how do I know that I'm getting better at that? Uh, so it kind of comes back to some consistency in training. Um, and long-term, we often kind of like in a bigger picture, kind of like the seasons in a year, we kind of cycle back to similar workouts so that we can retest those workouts and retest those exercises. Yeah, 100%. I'm just a huge fan of retesting oh yeah love it yeah nick final question here comes from anthony and anthony writes do you guys take creatine pre-workout and post-workout or only pre okay mm. uh so anthony let's do a speed run of creatine um the the main takeaway is that you can consume creatine at any time of the day it's not time sensitive, okay? The way creatine works is it saturates into your muscle tissue to help with the recycling of ATP. Now, ATP is kind of like uh, a, a currency, you know, like the Australian dollar. It's like a currency in your body. And when you make a muscle movement, you know, you bend your elbow, you move your head, you move your mouth, me talking right now, it takes a certain element of money, currency, you know, uh, transaction, to do that. So what the muscle does is it requires some ATP and it goes, thank you, ka-ching, and it's just purchased a contraction, that's ATP. And then what happens with the ATP is that um, we can recycle some and we lose a portion of it through the system that it breaks down. And that is kind of like, Nick, it's kind of like taxes, okay? So, you know, you get paid, you pay tax on it, you spend your money, you, you pay a, a, a tax on that purchase and you get taxed. So, you, so sure, the money is kind of going through the economy, through the system, it's being recycled, but there's an element that gets lost in the taxes. Now, when you saturate with creatine, what it does is it helps to recycle the, the excess or recycle the taxes back into the system. So it's kind of like turning your muscle contraction um, from, um, you know, for, for all my capitalists out there from like, you know, your, your, your residential house into like an investment property and all like the expenses that you have, you're now recycling that back as like a tax return. Okay. So the way that, um, creatine works is it helps to recycle ATP once it's been used as ADP back into the systems so that we can reuse that compound as a form of contraction, uh, uh, transaction to make a muscle contract okay so it doesn't matter necessarily when you take the actual creatine it's kind of like you know work it doesn't matter when you're working as mm. long as you're getting that income so it doesn't matter if you're working nine to five if you're doing mornings evenings weekends whatever it is as long as we're getting that creatine into the system um people often take it you know, around our workouts simply for habitual reasons. So for me, I often take a creatine with a pre-workout one because creatine has a 
interesting taste. So when you mix it with a pre-workout that has a very strong taste, you know, you don't taste the, the creatine. And then two, I just remember to take it. So if I'm gonna go and train, I'm gonna take my pre-workout, all right? My creatine tub is right next to that. I take it, it's in a shake, I'm gonna drink it. So if I, if I behaviorally choose to have a creatine at a different time throughout the day, I might not remember to take it because I'm human, right? Um, others will choose to have it post-workout, uh, you know, mix it in with protein or in an evening shake, like uh, if you're taking anabolic night or Maxine's nighttime protein, mixing it in with there, okay? So it doesn't matter necessarily when you take it, but it might be beneficial to take it with another product. Um, and, you know, just the maintenance dose, you wanna be taking it, um, I would say daily, if not on most days, about five grams of creatine and, you know, simple creatine monohydrate is completely acceptable. Uh, most research, most effective creatine monohydrate, you don't need to buy any fancy creatine other than that. Um, and again, just on most days, um, so that you can maintain the saturation levels in your muscles. Perfect. Nick, let's wrap it up there for this episode number 85 of the Challenge Weekly Show, episode number 85. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know and we'll catch you next week for episode number 86. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like the show, share it with a friend. Or leave us a review on iTunes to spread the good word. See you next time.